In today's episode, we're going to talk with Denis Aogo, who is an ex-national team player from Germany. He also lives in Dubai, and we're going to talk about organizing a massive one-on-one event in Nigeria. Denis, welcome to Podball, with the highest podcast in the world. How do you feel here? Man, I feel I feel very good. Look at this. It's an amazing um, place to be. So I really appreciate uh, the invitation from you guys. Did you play uh, street football uh, already in a pitch like that? Yeah, when I was young. I think everybody started like this. So I never started on the big pitch. Uh, but I started like this. We played two against two, four against four, some games. We hit each other. We tackle each other. That's so the Dutch way, the German the way. German way yeah. of, of learning how to get into the sport. That's cool. Uh, talking about football, how do you feel about the result of yesterday, Germany? Man, to be honest, I'm still disappointed. It's disappointed because, uh, of course, we had a lot of uh, big expectations. Even if there were a lot of discussions around the sports going on. So the energy was not very good uh, on the World Cup uh, from the German audience but uh, even then we expected to go through the group of course but uh, what happened especially in the first game against Japan I think that was the point where we where we lost uh, uh, the tournament so to say so still disappointed and uh, how you can explain like what what's happened in Germany about football like Um, you used to have always like uh, strong teams, uh, strong individual. You have like uh, also in European side, uh, Bayern Munich, Dortmund, really like uh, strong assets, you know? Like, do you think now the German football in general has a bit of, uh, is going down a little bit or it's more mentally, you know, there is like, it's, uh, you know, in France, we always had like a cool uh, g generation, but sometimes we had some big problem. It was more yeah. mentally. What do you think it's the problem in Germany? I think, of course, we have problems because uh, when you see we we went out of the group 2018, then uh, 2021 European Championship, we went out in the, the quarterfinal. No, I don't know how to say in English, but we went uh, one game after the group. Yeah, okay. We we jumped out of the Top tournament. 16. Yes. So that's not what uh, we expected. So I think there are some problems going on, especially when it comes to individual quality. I think in Germany we have to ex uh, accept that in uh, that the individual quality can win games and we have to give especially young young guys more space to to grow their personality as a player and as a personal guy because I think we have two less players who can make the difference um and um before it was always stick to the system you have to work hard You have to know how to play many diff uh, systems, like on the pitch. You you have to be able to change systems on the pitch. But I don't think nowadays the individual quality is more more important than before, and we have to change our thinking about that and have to improve. What I think is also when you look all the team in general now, everybody have a knowledge about you know systems, tactics. Yeah. You know, before let's say 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Some country has a lack of uh, knowledge about football. Yeah. You can see clearly. But now everybody have a manager from abroad. You know, with internet, everybody have the knowledge. And I think, you know, it's super uh, hard to make the difference in that, uh, just on the system. Yeah, And it exactly. came back to the original game, which is the individual quality. Yeah. What do you think a player like uh, Jamal uh, Musiala? Musiala? Yeah. I think this is the typical yeah. guy Germany can 
yeah. have, you know? Yeah. But, and he's even special also because he has a huge individual quality, but he is also very good as a person. He's very humble. Uh, he's very respectful. So this is the best case, uh, uh, to, so to say. But I think also we can learn a lot from you French guys. Because you also have a lot of people coming in from different countries, also African countries and stuff. So uh, I think you made it uh, to to integrate them to to a group, to to the teams, you know, because you know how it is as a person coming from abroad uh, to Europe. It's not easy. You have a lot of things to fight on on the streets and all this kind of stuff. And I think back in the days in Germany, it was if you are kind of a strong personality or you are not as you're not fitting into the box they will cancel you immediately okay so do you, do you feel in france they accept more like that i don't know to be honest but i think if you see the national team i think they somehow they make it happen so that they work smoothly together of course there are also problems but if you see the french guys so many different uh, kind of uh, cultures and they because To be honest, most of them are the ones who who are doing the difference on the pitch. So that's, that means you have to get them somehow to integrate them, to make them feel that they are good, but also they have to stick to rules. So it's not easy, but we also have so many people coming uh, coming in from different countries and we have to we have to try to put them more into the group and integrate them because we need we need their quality as well. Of course. Uh, I would say in France it's um It depends because when we win, everything is perfect. But when we lose, that's like everywhere. That's yeah. where you start to see the the problem. I remember we talked about with that uh, with Bakari in 2010. He said like when we went out of the World Cup, everybody ate us, and it was also about more about the players with origin and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, we were talking about that with Bakari. You know, he told me in 2010 when they lost and they go out of the World Cup, everybody ate them. You know, all friends. And that's where we see the problem, you know, and some people don't accept there is like people from different origin, you know, and still I think not everybody is ready, you know, to accept everyone. Yeah. Even though we are in a world where we should don't consider people like with separation. We, we live in the same world, basically. That's the way I see it. Um, then after we have like some different story and different background, but that's 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 the the rich part I think, and that's how also you will progress because having people from different origin and different background, you learn from each other. I remember when I was playing football, uh, I play in Troyes. I don't know if you know this club. No. Oh come on, okay, I play in Auxerre, Auxerre, okay. Auxerre. You know. So I had one friend who come from Morocco and he was the one who leading the warm-up session. And he teach us some song. And the fact he teach me the way to warm up, give me my, a little bit ability of dancing. Yeah. Then I, I push this ability furthermore when I was doing freestyle. Yeah. But if this guy didn't give me that, you know, yeah, so I think it. that's the, the best way. But pub, the public, the audience, they don't see that. Yeah. They see just a problem, conflicts, uh, you know. Yeah. But I think it's cool to have like a, a mix And uh, when there is a, a team who's winning, we don't see the problem. But when there is a team of who's course. losing, for sure, of the course. problem come up. And there is another subject I think uh, I see a lot online with Germany. is what about the picture when they all did that. What's your opinion about like the fact the whole team did that and everything? To be honest, I was kind of uh, also disappointed about how the media, especially in Germany, was talking about this special topic because I think 
what happened around the World Cup or decision, the decision to, to, to give the World Cup to, to Qatar was made a long time ago. And from the beginning of the World Cup, even before, they will start talking bad about the World Cup and what are the problems, human rights and all this stuff. And I, was, I felt like they were just searching for something to talk about in a bad way. And you know, I'm a sports guy. I love football. That's my life. And if I want to see football, I want to enjoy it. And I think that's kind of, it's always a bad thing if you mix sports with kind of political stuff. I don't like that. Maybe I'm not the right person to go into deep, uh, but I don't like if you, if you mix politics and sports. Um, you cannot separate it 100% all the time because we are all human beings, you know, and with different kind of opinions and stuff. But um, I didn't like it, to be honest. Um, it's, it, they made it so big that uh, not the sports were, was in the focus anymore and that's wh what I didn't like about it. Yeah, I think it's, um, we're talking about sports and um, every country have its own culture and for sure the culture will be in one side uh, super cool for everyone and in another side not super cool. Yeah. But I live in Dubai, for example, for four years now. I never feel that safe, you know, when I was yeah. in, in France, it's, it's, not, it's not really like yeah. that, you know. But for sure here, there is also some restriction, which is not fit to the way we live in France. Yeah. For example, I used to play with the ball every single, everywhere in, the, in France. And here is not allowed. You have to get permission. So for sure, there is some other side where, yeah. you know, it's not fit to you. So I think that's what you said. Like when they start to do the World Cup and uh, when we get up, we're approaching to the World Cup, People start to find like some yeah. black point to to point out, oh, Qatar is not the right way to do it. But I think everybody now can say it's a great World Cup, yeah. and uh, everybody has a great experience when you see the image there. Uh, you know, everybody have fun in the street. Everybody is uh, with each other, and I think it's a super cool message. What can can sport can bring to the table, yeah. like uh, bringing people together and not like divide people, yeah. right? And I think you know one thing: you also have to allow different countries or to, you have to give them time as well to develop or improve somehow, you know? If you think, I mean, Germany 20 years back or 40 years back or whatever was not the same than today. So you also have to give and respect other countries. You have to give time and respect their rules, of course. Because when they come to us, you, we also want to, like... We want them to respect our culture and our roots, so that's how it is. So, I mean, in my opinion, they made it bigger than it is, actually. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I wanted to ask you, so you play for the national team, and uh, when you were 21 years old or 20 years old, you had the choice to maybe go for Nigeria national team, right? So you are origin originally, uh, you are born in Germany, yeah. but your father is from Nigeria, right? Yes, right. How was for you to have to choose between two countries? Well, it wasn't easy because actually I'm born and raised in Germany, to be honest. But at that time I got the offer to play for Nigeria. I wasn't sure if I was able to make it to play for the Germany in the future, you know? So I had to take the decision Nigeria, yes or no, before I knew Will I play for the German or can I play in the future for Germany? So it wasn't easy for me. 
the funny part is uh, there was a German coach as well uh, for uh, coaching the Nigerian team that time. So how did I decide? I, I spoke with my dad long time. How old was you? How old you are at that time? Yeah, I was 20, 21, okay. like you said. And I was just building my career that time. And actually, I wanted to play because, you know, to play for a German national team is hard. You know, it's you have a lot of like... Competition. Yeah, competition. So it was hard. So I was more than, yeah, let me do it. So because as a national team player, your value also go up and, you know... Um, but my dad actually said, my son, wait, you will get the chance maybe to play for Germany. And then I think it's better for you because that's how you grow up. You know, in, in Nigeria, it's, the, the things are different. The mentality is different. Roots are different. So I think for you, you, you can make it happen. And that's why I decided to play for Germany. And I think six months after, six to eight months after, Uh, we won the European Under-21 uh, Championship with the German team. Against? Um, uh, against Spain in the, okay. in, the, in the final. I was wishing France. <laughs> no. Uh, so with, with the whole team which uh, won the World Cup 2014. So I think everybody was there almost. Uh, only me, actually. So it was kind of sad for me. But um, yeah. And then one year after, I, I, I did the first game for the German national team. So I think it was the right decision. So you had 12 selection in Germany? Yeah. So did you regret this choice or you... No, no, not at all. You know, there was... Uh, I could have played a lot more, but uh, especially for the World Cup 2014, I got injured in a time where I was very good in form. So sometimes in football, you need also luck, you need the timing. So uh, actually, I'm not, I'm not sad about it. I think it was the right decision because... Like I said, I was born and raised in Germany, and I think it's um, I think the most part of my culture is, is is German, so I think it's the right decision. I, I think also the audience sometimes don't see the choice you have to make as a football player with the B nationality uh, as it, it is in reality, because not means like it's only like the country you feel the closest. You have to choose for because there is multiple yeah. dimension. You there is the 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 coach. Maybe the coach will change in two three years yes. and it will kill all your plan. Maybe the federation. Let's say you choose Nigeria for example, but the federation suddenly they want to take only player who play in Nigeria and not yeah. people who play abroad. Yeah. You know, so it will kill your entire career Definitely. internationally. So there is not only like the choice of the heart. I would say there is also the choice of like the career and the business choice yeah, in a way. Definitely. And it, it has to be integrated by the audience yeah. because uh, I'm sure 100% of the guys, if they have to choose like you, choose a, I choose Germany or I choose Nigeria, yeah. they will think in the same way. Yeah. And it's also not easy if you're mixed yes. like me because everywhere you go, you feel like mm, you are different, you know? If you, I decided for Germany and I know, okay, everybody see that I'm not 100% German. If I would take the choice for Nigeria, everybody would see and know yeah. I'm not 100% Nigerian. So it's kind of like every decision you take, you feel not like 100%, you know, oh. 100% committed because everywhere you, you feel like, um, yeah, you're different. And uh, there is a lot of players uh, in your case or not a lot, you think, in Germany? What do you mean? Like mix. 
They so you feel, you, feel, you feel more part of these guys and maybe you are together and uh, you, you have the same approach, let's say, because yeah. it's hard to be mixed. I have a friend of mine who, uh, who say the same, you know, they are not football players at all, but every summer they go on vacation in Algeria. But they are, they live, they raised and born in France. Yeah. Okay. So they go in Algeria for one month only or two months. And when they are in Algeria, they are the immigrés. Yeah, yeah. And when they are in France, yeah. they are the immigrés. Yeah. So, so it's the same. Yeah. Okay. That's how we feel. It's not that we, we don't feel comfortable. Of course, we, we feel comfortable because we are born and raised in that country. Yet now in the German case. But you know, the audience, the fans, the people around, They would sometimes make you feel that you are different. You know? Yeah, true. And that's what I'm talking about. Uh, did you went to Nigeria? Yes, but unfortunately only once. Okay. But, um, yeah. How was it, the experience? It was, it was amazing. It's different, of course, different culture. And I had or have a, a big family over there. So that was one of the reasons I, I wasn't able to go there all the time because Usually you need holidays after holidays, you know, because we have a small, small uh, period period of, of, of uh, in the year to make holidays. And um, I went to Nigeria that day and then you, you know, family expects, of course, you have to visit them and then yes, yes. travel around and then, you know, you have to. Legos, you, you, you give gifts to everybody here. You yeah, especially when you are a football player, yeah, you course. have to so, bring all the boots, all the shoes. Course. If you come without with empty hands, everybody is like disappointed, you know. So that was a very good experience, um, but uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that uh, so much. But now, of course, now after my career, now it's it's in my head to visit Nigeria often. We have to go together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm going to Nigeria quite often. Like I went three times. The first time I will ex explain later. The last time I actually trying to build uh, this uh, tournament. So as you see, we, are on the, we have a pitch here. It's called the Urban Ball Fight Pitch. It's a one-on-one -on -one concept. So my goal is to build the UFC of football. And I'm, I'm targeting those countries. Because when I went to Nigeria, what's really like shocked me It's like uh, I land in Nigeria at 6.30 a.m. I went out of the airport. Now I land at 5 a.m. I went out of the airport at 6.30. Took me one hour and a half. Big story. That's on the side. <laughs> and when I went 6.30 a.m., I took the taxi. And under different bridge, I saw people training football. 6.30 a.m. But not one kid or one guy. Maybe 50 guys. 100 guy playing football. And after three bridge, I went and I say, hey guys, what you are doing? Oh, we're trying to be professional football player. Like there is no way you can make it there. Who will, will look at you? Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I, I, I could make it in a way with internet because I was filming myself everywhere. So my goal is like to build this format of one-on-one, -on -one, which, is, which is accessible to everybody. You can play, you just need a goalkeeper and two players. There is multiple ways to score points. Goal, two-point goal, nutmeg, sombrero, etc. And those guys, what they need to do? Just to film themselves. And that's my goal. And I'm, I'm, I'm really sure in Brazil, in Nigeria, that's where you found talent. And that's where you can blow mind of people because those guys, they are crazy with the ball, no? Yeah, of course. Especially Nigeria is a country of football, definitely. So they, they love football and they had so many, they had amazing players in the past. 
And there are so many people, there's so many talents. They need, what you said, they need, they need to be seen. Especially, I mean, that's also when I went there, I recognized, man, how blessed are we back home in Europe, in Germany. We have so many opportunities to be seen. But the, all these guys, like you said, they work hard. They try everything to, to make it, to have another life at the end out of, uh, you, know, you know how it is. There's so many poor people also on the streets and stuff. So that's for them, it's a chance to, 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 to go out, to, to have a different life. And especially in Nigeria, I haven't been to other, so many other African countries except from South Africa, where we had the World Cup 2010. Also there, it's a country of, it's, I, mean, I saw so many kids playing on the streets with not even a, 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 ball. a, a ball. Can you imagine in this time, can you imagine, look where we are sitting now. There are people in Africa not even having a ball, but they have the spirit, the love to the game. Man, that's so much power. And that's why I love the idea to, to keep all these talents or give them even a chance to be seen a chance to improve. I think I love that idea. And, uh, you know, in football, there is a part, as you said, of luck. I would say also a part of politics, <laughs> you know, to make it yeah. because uh, there is the agent system. You have to be yeah. a bit sexy player. You need to fit the right position, maybe. You know, you are a cool player. You play in attack, but there is no space for you at that club. But this agent has a relationship. There is one spot and he has yeah. to make, you know, so there is some politics in football. Yeah. That's why I really think one-on-one, -on -one, it's the right format because who is the biggest Instagram account? I think. Who is the biggest Instagram account now? In the world? You yes, in the world. Cristiano? Yes. So I think people are more interested by seeing like the individual Wonderful. rather than the team. Definitely. And you know, the time like African country will take to build an entire ecosystem for a club to compete with a European club, it will take more time. Yeah. So I think with individual, you actually be able to uh, inspire many people with less effort. Yeah. And that's my goal. And I think that can be a good way to follow. And if we can find in Nigeria some talent and make them role model for the rest of the population, yeah. that can work really well. And the link one-on-one, -on -one, and you say you start with street football, yeah. you play in the street, we, we discussed a bit earlier, you play this game with one goalkeeper, uh, we have to dribble everybody. Yeah. So I think it's really close at football because we all grow up as a street football player. Definitely. We play in the street, then one coach show us and bring it to the club. Yeah. And that's how we adapt. Yeah. So I think the link from one-on-one -on -one to the big field is not that far. Yeah. And that's the goal for me to, to highlight. So. Imagine tomorrow we have the possibility to bring two football players in Nigeria to do a big show and they have to play one-on-one. -on -one. Who do you take to create this one-on-one -on -one in Nigeria? You mean former player? Yes. Definitely one of my, I mean, he was my hero when I was a kid. JJ Okocha. Oh. He was the one. He was also playing in Germany. Yes. I was. I remember when he made this goal because I, I'm from Karlsruhe, that city. He, he he did that one to the goalkeeper Oliver Kahn. Kahn was playing for Karlsruhe. That that's my hometown and that's my home club. So I was there and I remember my dad was my dad was waiting outside of the stadium, waving, and he saw him. He came out and say hello to my dad. So that's amazing. Not even on the pitch, also off the pitch. So I, that's JJ Okocha is number one. And then 
Oh, it's hard. And he, cre From... he created the move, Gigi Okosha, you know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the famous I know. Okosha. I know. And he was one of the most recognized players as a skiller. Yeah. And that's also, you know, you talked a bit earlier about the, the fact in Germany, they don't really like to go out of the box, yeah. you know, and creativity is maybe a way to to, to keep growing in the football competi competitively nowadays. And uh, a guy like Gigi Okosha was, was perfect, right? Amazing. Yeah, he was really amazing. And if you'd say two, next one would be Amukachi. Against JJ. So uh, JJ one side, who play against JJ? One-on-one. -on -one. Also Nigerian? Yeah. No, no. Whoever you want. JJ Okocha against Ronaldinho. Ooh. I would love to see that one. Oh, that's a cool battle. JJ Okocha versus Ronaldinho. They're actually same generation, right? Yeah, yeah. Same. And they play for Paris Saint-Germain, both of them. Actually, the first time I played with a football player was when they trained. I was in the Paris Saint-Germain, uh, they were playing, they were training, and I was doing my coach uh, degree. Yeah. And it was in so Paris. You are a coach, right? I was a coach. I, I, I start as a, uh, I start as a player. I got injured. During that period of two years, I couldn't really play. I start my degree as a coach in case I cannot make it as a professional. Okay. And I handle like a youth team for that time a part of the contract, let's say. And we asked to do that in Paris Saint-Germain Academy. And uh, so every day I was watching the Paris Saint-Germain playing and stuff like that. Then kids was more interesting to see me freestyling because I was doing a lot of tricks when I was player. player. I and can imagine. That, that <laughs> I didn't pass the ball at all. My coach was, was mad about me. But yeah, I realized the kids, they love more the freestyle. And the first time I did the show, I actually found the reaction of people super interesting. And I thought, okay, Let me use that part to connect with people. And later on, I realized my dream was not to be a football professional player. It was to connecting with people. But the only way I was able to connect with people was the ball. Because before, if you tell me to talk in English in front of you, it was impossible for me. Now I learn with the time and everything. But before I was so shy, the only way to connect was the ball. But see the power of the sports, right? This is crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's why I want to give back and I want to create all these tools, the podcast, the one-on-one, -on -one, to give um, exp like a place of expression for the youth. Yeah. And back to the story when I see uh, Ronaldinho and Okosha, I saw the training session. It was only them. Everybody was closing the leg. Everybody was trying to get the ball from them. But I see people going on the, f on the floor. I see people like being crazy. And I, I really think you bring Ronaldinho and Okosha in Nigeria one-on-one, -on -one, the stadium is full, no? We need to do this, but I, I want to be there. If you're if you're not inviting me, I'll, I'll yeah, be we will do it together. Okay, okay, okay. It's signed. It's done. Sign. We're gonna sign on the pitch, wow. and that's me. We're gonna create that game one on one. That would be amazing. So that leads to another question I have, and that's really a personal question for my interest. I built this freestyle career. It was not easy. I start in the street of Paris, doing street show and everything. Then I start to play with football player. Because I thought it was the only way for me to get more visibility. So I start with Neymar. I did the tricks to him. Then I start to play a lot of players. At one point, I feel player was a bit pissed. Because, you know, it was always about humiliation. Yeah. But you know, when we are together with no camera, it's all about banters, you know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. all like make fun about each other. It's like that when you train yeah. and you are part of the group. I, I had this mentality. But when camera is on, it's a bit more, you know, respectful. And it's better to be like that. What is the view of football player about freestyle and street football. Inside, like, football player, they like it, they don't like it, they feel it's really different. Like, what's the approach? Of course, everybody knows that it's different. 
But to be honest, when I think about how, because sometimes we we meet you guys on on shows, on events or something, I think we appreciate it very much because we know how difficult it is to do this, you know. But of, on the other hand, it's it's no competition. So I I would not say that there's a kind of a jealousy competition thing. Uh, but of course, nobody wants to be like, you know, if you grow up as a player, you know how it is. You always want to be the best. And soccer players are always like, especially they don't want that the outside people laugh at them or you know what I mean? That's this mentality. Yeah, that's the mentality. But you know, without this mentality, you will not make it. So that's why maybe that's your feeling if you meet all these high, high-end players because they, of course, still have this mentality. It doesn't matter who they are. But if you are doing these jokes with him and uh, you know what I mean? It's like a hey, your ego is coming up. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, so yes. But that's normal. That's why all these guys are in the position in uh, where they are. You know why I'm talking about that? Because recently, so I used to not make many players. And for me, it was the only way, marketing-wise, to, to make it happen and to create more visibility yeah. for freestyler. And it's actually happening. You know, so many freestylers after they went on social media, they start to play against football players. They understand the way to film, you know. And, you know, actually the first time I did it, I paid my own ticket to go to Brazil. I paid the ticket of my cameraman. We went to Brazil. I was signing with Red Bull and Red Bull just signed Neymar. He was 17 years old. He played for uh, Santos. And I convinced Red Bull to give me one minute with him. My plan was already made. Like, I know I was going to do the t-shirt trick. I'm going to put the ball here. The cameraman, I know he will be here to get the right shot. Everything was made. But nobody knows I will play with him one-on-one. -on -one. As soon as I go in the pitch with him, I say, Neymar, Neymar, one-on-one. -on -one. And you know, when you are a technical player, you don't know about freestyle and street football. You think you're going you're gonna to crush the guy, especially Neymar, right? Yeah, yeah. So I give him the ball. He starts to play against me. I say, yeah, start to do. You will see. Then when I get the ball back, I start to play fast. And when he see me playing fast, he never see this kind of move before because those moves we're doing is come from Holland and Belgium. You know, there is a street football area, a street football uh, culture there where they grew up creating so many moves. But not everybody knows about that. When he see that, his mind say, oh, this guy is fast. So I turn my body and I put the ball in my T-shirt without him seeing the ball is in the T-shirt. So because he, he thought I'm fast, he, I point behind him and he say, oh, maybe the ball is behind me, but the ball was on my T-shirt. <laughs> And all these things was planned before. Yeah. And what I did against him, it was the for me the only way to create the buzz, you know, and to credi uh, make more credibility about freestyle. Yeah. And after that, so ten, like it was 2011. Now we are 2022, so 10 years after. There is one guy in the Belgium stadium during a Ronaldinho exhibition game, seeing Ronaldinho. Ronaldinho in pass in front of him and he not make him. And Ronaldinho is pissed. No. And Ronaldinho kicked the ball really? out. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm I'm coming to this subject. So there is two angles. You as a football player, I totally understand. I play football. Yeah. Some of my friends are pro players as well. I understand this ego. I want to be like uh, top and I want to have my image clean and, you know, I want to be respected. But in the same time, I understand this freestyler. Nobody take care about him. Nobody watch him. Yeah, yeah, and it. he wants to create his visibility. That's, that's my yeah, approach. Yeah. And that's why I want to create this pitch. Yeah. Because I think it's the really crossway between football player and freestyler. Yeah. Because the rules is made for everybody. You can score goals, you can run, you, you have to defend, you have to be aggressive. It's not only about the nutmeg. Because when we play nutmeg one-on-one, -on -one, of course I'm going to win. But if we play in 11 side, you're going to destroy me. Yeah, yeah, you understand? Yeah, yeah. So the, the game for me is to like, you know, put everything in the middle and give like some 
place for the freestyler, but also give, say, like, if the freestyler didn't make it as a pro, as I did, because I missed some quality on the pitch. Yeah. So let's see there, you know? What do you think, seriously, if you play one against one against a pro, how, how, how would be the result? But very seriously, I yes. mean, not for camera, like, really seriously, yeah. what do you think? Okay, with these rules, yeah. so it's a three minutes game, five rounds, so it's physical. Okay, so yeah. you have to be ready. One against one, three minutes, you yeah. said. Yes, three minutes. And if the ball is out, it's coming in again. Yeah, directly, that, directly. That. It's like UFC. You have to play three minutes, it's like that. Then there is uh, points when you score the goals, and there's points if you are not making the guy, putting the ball over. There is five official skills. Nutmeg, I don't know the name in English, but when you put the ball this side and you get it other side, yeah, okay. you have the ball over you, some sombrero. Okay. There is searching for the ball. So if I put the ball, for example, behind you and you like search totally, <laughs> that's that's also one thing. And you know why I put this as a point? Because you're laughing. So I want everything who create a reaction to the audience make as a point. Yeah. To make it more entertaining, you know? Yeah. And the last point we can score is like if I put you on the floor. So if I cross you like basketball, you know, when they cross people and the guy go on the floor. Yeah. So that's the five official skills you can do. And if you get the ball back after those skills and you score is KO. So that's also a way to make it KO. So if I play one-on-one -on -one with a pro player, full, I think it's equal. But depend. And what I want to do, I want to inform this pro player and tell him, train two months to play against me. And I will train two months and let's see what's happened on the pitch. Yeah. And I'm not sure to win 100% because I play against football guys, not necessarily pro players, some yeah. good side guys. I lost some games because it's super competitive. And uh, what do you think? If you have to play this game or... I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. But I think it would be fun. Because nowadays, all, all these guys, influencers, YouTube stars, also compete with boxing, you know, with professional. I, that would be a very, very interesting way to do a huge event and find some bros. Maybe some bros who are just out, like, but still fit, you know? And like then, and then, and then, like, like who, like me? <laughs> I don't think I can, but I, I need to. I, if I have time to uh, train for it, yeah. you should test and tell me your feedback. That's something I would yeah. like to just test. No camera off. You just test the the, the format, and you see, and yeah. you see, because the the goal for me is like to create an entire ecosystem. So of course, and I will be. Um, not honest, I need football players to highlight these uh, tournaments because it gives inspiration to the mass market. Yeah. But I also go in the favelas to create tournaments. It's not like yeah. I'm only aiming to play against pro players. Yeah. What we did, we did a full tour in Brazil, in UK, in Belgium. Uh, we did the whole GCC region and we went to the, like, the neighborhood where they play football. We create this one-on-one -on -one tournament, $1,000 prize money for the winner, and every winner got his NFT, and we put him in our first play to earn street football game. So by that way, we want to create an ecosystem for people who buy their NFT is go back to the player and they can train this format. It, it, that's kind of a deep story, you know? So you help people, you, get, you, you, you make them, you make them, or you give them a platform to be seen. I like that. So uh, well done. Thank you. Thank you. I, I thought I couldn't make it as a pro and still a bit uh, scar on me, you know? Yeah. Be yes, yes. Because um, sometimes, to be transparent with you, I see being a football player give you access to many things and you, you are able to be seen. And you can say what you want, not what you want, but your idea, your mind, your project. 
And when you do like small sports, it's super hard to be seen. But Every now you have so many followers, followers and stuff. That's also kind of a huge platform now. Yes, true. But there is the game of social media. It's, it's something wrong with social media. There is something good, which is you can get the attention. But what's the way to create the attention? Most of the time is to create content, trend content. That's mean content everybody does. When I start social media, I just did what I like to do. I go on the street, I play against people because I used to live like that. I used to do like one-on-one -on -one in the street and whoever play against me pay $5 or five euro. If you win, you get the whole, uh, the whole bucket. So 500 was inside. But if you lose, I keep your $5. That's the way I won money back yeah. then. So when I was doing that on the street, I was just filming on YouTube. And when I put on YouTube, people love this concept. So I used to do like Cian versus uh, London, Cian versus Germany. I did two times, uh, Cian versus Brazil. And it became a lot of you. But after, when we inspired the first generation of content creators, those guys went online, but they didn't add like, a, let's say, a concept. So they start to imitate everything. So now the trend of each platform is to imitate what the trend is. Okay. So you don't create really meaningful content. That means even like the football creator, if you see online, they all do the same thing. They don't do their own way. Because they're trying to do content who's working at the moment. It's cool, but you look like everybody and you don't create value. And that's why I'm going, yeah. I'm trying to go out with. Yeah. And it's really hard because when we do something new, it's not necessarily you get views. You need to be consistent a lot. Got it. And that's, that's the problem of social media. There is, if I want, I can make videos with million views. But that's not mean I'm changing the world or have a platform okay. because I follow everybody. So now we're trying to create meaningful content. And that's why also I want people like you to come because I want to give proper value. I want to touch some subjects. I don't have the time to touch when I do like juggle or stuff like that yeah. and be a bit deeper. So that was the whole topic of today. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you. Very it was really a pleasure. Really good conversation. We have to go to Nigeria. Yes, definitely. And Just give me a call. I'm, I'm there. So we have to book Ronaldinho. We have to book Okocha. <laughs> we have to bring maybe this speech in Nigeria. Maybe you have to do Ronaldinho and I will bring Okocha. Okay, that's cool. I know Ronaldinho is in Dubai, so we're going to talk to him and you take care about Okocha. What's the news for you? What do you do at the moment? Actually, I'm enjoying, uh, I'm enjoying the life of Dubai. Yes. Uh, I'm still working as a TV host uh, back in Germany, so I'm traveling back and forth. And, you know, some businesses here and there, of course, we, I, I have to keep myself busy because there's nothing uh, um, more uh, bad uh, than, I don't know, if I don't know what to do, you know, yeah. just hanging out at home, it's not, it's not, an op uh, not an option for me. So, but we will see what happens in the future. I think I want to I stay in the ecosystem football because that's what I love. And I have some thoughts in my head, but um, yeah, let's see what happens in the future. In, if you have two months to train for doing a one-on-one, -on -one, it's also cool, you know? Yeah, but anyway, thank you, Denis. It was super a pleasure. Thank and uh, see you in the next episode. Yes. Thank you.